Welcome to Career Creatives. We are your hosts, Michelle Dahl and Mario Lopez. What up? Today we have with us Yuli Smith, also known as Paint by Yuli. Hi, everyone. Salutations. Hello. Thanks for being on here. Thanks for having me. How are you doing? Guest number two. Number two. (laughs) Happy to be guest number two. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Good times. Sorry. Well, let's start it off. Uh, One of the first things that sparks off for me is you've done some major projects recently that I've seen that are probably more recognizable for people. You did a lot of work with serialism. You just did Mm -hmm. a apartment complex um, high rise with CADA, C-A-D-A apartments. Um, Bright colors, loving it. (laughs) Um, And you've been, I mean, you're doing them like Boom, boom, boom. Back to back. Back to back to back. That's right. Yep. And just finished one on Friday, too. So. Dang. How was that? (laughs) Tiring, but wonderful. Yeah. 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 It was out of town. My first out of town mural. So that was like Mm -hmm. special. And it was in the Bay Area, which was that's where I'm from. So it was like a nice homecoming. And got all types of sentimental about it. But yeah, it was great. What a great way to come home, too. It's like gonna come do murals yeah Yeah. what was the concept of that mural so it's called neon and it's like a community hub Mm -hmm. they'll have like workspace they'll do like events um and it was very like san francisco theme so we we didn't want it to be obvious in terms of like there's no you won't find the golden gate the 49ers (laughs) yeah there's no (laughs) sports uh memorabilia on the wall but we we picked out different San Francisco-esque kind of icons um, and and made them really fun and colorful. That's tight. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you've been doing murals for the last three to five years? Nope. No? No, I'll say one year for 100. (laughs) Well, okay. So I'll take that back. I saw like 2020, 2021, some start, and then you made a big transition from being like a badass public health director mm-hmm. to a badass muralist in 2022. That's right. Yeah. Balls. Tell us about that. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. So I painted my first mural in 2021 for funsies in my house. <laughs> Cause I just, I love public art and I love murals. And I was like, you know, I've been painting, I've been sharing my art a little bit online. People seem to like what I'm doing. Let's see if I can, paint a couple murals like it really just was like let's see if that this is something like I could do for fun um did the mural in in my guest bedroom and then applied with the city to be an assistant muralist on this big project they're doing that's how I met Jaya King um she was the lead on on that project and I think like working on that gaining all that experience it was a huge wall. It was a huge program. I got really like hooked up with the just mural community here in Sacramento. Um, and it really made me feel like that that was something I wanted to be a part of. It was definitely something I enjoyed doing. Um, so I kind of, with intention, uh, like switched gears into seeing like how far I could take this. Right. Um, and, and really, like, honed in on, like, my social media and doing outreach to businesses. Um, and it just came to a head that 
yeah, in almost a year ago, um, I was getting asked to do enough murals that I didn't know how to take it on with my day job. You Hell know, yeah. <laughs> I was that's like, a, do I? That's so a, good a decision, to have. a decision had to be made. A yeah. decision had to be made. Yeah, it was like, do I take like time off from my job to paint these murals? I was already doing like art related things on like evenings and weekends, and as a I was like a newly married person. We got married in 2019. Like that wasn't fair to my <laughs> like husband to be spending literally all my time either at work or like doing the arts. Um, so something kind of had to give. Uh, and luckily it just keeps giving. Like I just, it, I always thought like, okay, there's a little safety net. I can always go back and get a yeah. public health job. Like, yeah. That's never going to go anywhere. Mm-hmm. My master's degree is, doesn't go anywhere. I could always fall back on that. Um, and I'm really happy that so far I don't need to. Yeah. That's super You're dope. killing it. Yeah. No, that's super dope. I think I met, I met, how did I meet you? How did I meet you? Through? Probably through Gabe. Through Gabe. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, because he interviewed you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. right. That's how I met you. So then that's kind of like how, that's how I kind of tapped in. I was like, okay, I'll see what she's doing. And I think like the youth, the your use of color is definitely different than most people would, right? So, like, like if you look at the mural that's right out there, you would say, that's colorful as hell. Yeah. But it's still not as, when if we were to put it next to one of yours, <laughs> like, yours would take the cake, right? So, like, yeah. how do you go about choosing the colors? Because, like, when someone goes, oh, that's colorful, but then you go and step it up, like, it's on the other side of colorful. <laughs> like, why did, why did you choose that? Why did you choose that? You know, the color is really something that came out of the pandemic. So I have been painting just for myself for like 10 years, right? Just on canvas um, every so often whenever I got a chance. Um, And my paintings weren't that colorful. It was something that during the pandemic, like uh, dark times, whatever you want to say, like I just really needed the most brightest paints and colors and Luckily, that, like, internal need just hasn't gone away. And I don't really, there's not really a science to it. It's really just I see colors, like, out in the world and, like, that. I need to do something with that on it. Um, Yeah. Like, that fuchsia color just is always. Yeah. It's just, like, serotonin straight to your brain. Like, (laughs) Well, you know what's funny? So, like, um, it's crazy how color does inspire people, whichever way. Like, Madi, we were talking on the podcast, on our podcast. And she was like, hey, tell Yuli that I went and bought color blocking um, <laughs> earrings and all. But I go like, and, and that's because of something you were wearing, right? Yeah. So have you ever heard anything, like some feedback about what your murals, how people perceive your murals at all? Yeah. I mean, I, people tell me it's usually like positive emotions. Like yeah. I think Gabe just today commented like, yeah. oh, this makes me so happy. And like, that's what I get the most is like. Right. Just brings joy to people, yeah. which is like it's, dope. Ugh, it's the best thing. I mean, yeah. <laughs> it sounds like that's what you put into it too. So right. definitely yeah. reads through. Yeah, like you're expressing the joy that you're having with those colors, the serotonin boats that you're having with those. It definitely, yeah, transfers yeah. to the viewer. I, I, it's, I assume at least. I think yeah. so. Yeah, I yeah. think so. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, if we got a grown man saying, "Hey, this makes me happy," this is definitely <laughs> doing something, right? Like, I, I mean, I think that's pretty dope. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, I think so, too. Yeah. Tight. Heck, yeah. So the transition from one to the other, was that just uh, putting your notice, like, day one, day two? You know, it's funny because this is something I wanted to, like, 
contribute during the panel. Yes. Um, Because someone was asking, they're like, you know, I work all day and it's hard to like find time on the weekends. Um, And so something that I was able to do before I full on quit, um, I was transitioning from working at UC Davis to the nonprofit that I was a director at. And when I started that job, I was already having an inkling that like art was going to take a bigger role in my life, um, hopefully. Uh, So I negotiated a four-day work week. So I worked Monday through Thursday. um, And then I had Friday and Saturday to like work on art. And then Sunday was like rest family day. Uh, And that was really helpful. Um, And I, like, highly recommend it. I think a lot of organizations and businesses are a bit more receptive of it. There's been a lot of studies proving that people are more productive and all that fun stuff that you could probably, like, bring to your employer and try to pitch it to them. But it's, like, worth trying uh, to get, like, a condensed work week Um, because it was really helpful. And it also, like, made the transition, like, a little bit easier Um, because I think if I had to work five days a week, I wouldn't have been able to put as much energy into my art to lead to being able to quit. Right. Like right. it like was a stepping stone to just have like that Friday to really like work on the the business side of being an artist. And then like Saturday was for like making. Nice. Yeah. So balancing it out. I like that you point out balancing mm-hmm. out a specific day for family rest, just being at home. Yeah. I think a lot of people yeah. they are trying to do the hustle and they forget that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's important. I mean, burnout is real. Very. Yeah. 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 I mean, I mean, it is true because even that homeboy that was there, he like he didn't need any help with making money. He didn't need any help with how to get started. He'd been doing it for years, and he's like, "I'm just here because I'm burnt out." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like he was looking for friends and community to like, yeah, bring life in there. It was sad. I was like, "Hey, family, we just go, <laughs> yeah. we go through a lifeline out here because this is, you know what I mean." But. Uh, um, it's crazy because I think a lot of people have that conversation with themselves. Like, even I had it. Every time I get a job, I'm like, first weekend, I'm like, okay, what's going to be my exit? <laughs> yeah. Because I've never had a job longer than 11 months. Day one. This Day, is what I need to figure uh, out. Yeah, like, How am I getting out? What's my exit? Okay, well, this is what I need to do. So I so I think I commend people like even you because yours is a full-blown career. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I had, like, regular-ass jobs because I just that's all I wanted, right? But, like, how do you... Like that conversation, obviously, do you remember the first time you had that conversation with yourself? Like, okay, like I really got to contemplate quitting. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it came at like a really precarious time where in my public health job, I was working at a nonprofit. Uh, we were about to open like a new clinic at Grant High School where we would be giving like mental health services to the kids. Like everything on paper, like that would be my dream job, right? Like we're going to open up this clinic. We're going to provide these services. Um, it would have required a bigger commitment from me in terms of like, I probably would have started to work Fridays again. Um, and I wouldn't have been able to work remote cause I was working like a hybrid, like some days in the office, some day remote. Um, and as much as on paper, that was my dream job when I like set out in my education mm-hmm. to be a public health professional, I didn't want it. Yeah. I didn't want it. I was kind of dreading it really. Um, And then there was this art world, mural world kind of hovering around me. And that is like what I wanted to spend all my time with. And it it was really just like the reckoning and awareness of that. I'm like, okay, like the career job that I 
have been aspiring for. It's literally in the palm of my hands. Like it's just inevitable yeah. right now. Um, and I didn't want it. I really Damn. didn't can, want it. And yeah. it was, it was hard. It was really hard to, to come to that, like all that schooling and years of working in the health field and, <laughs> but I had to like follow that intuition, you know, like yeah, I did school and work my whole life to just to be like financially stable. And yeah. I don't think I ever like stopped somewhere along the way and be like, is this really what I want to be doing? Is this really how I want to spend my day to day, you know, in an office or like on a computer? <laughs> and yeah. it, it just wasn't, it just really yeah. wasn't. Um, the pandemic also kind of brought that to light, you know, like I was doing a lot of remote work and I was just so miserable hunched yeah. over a computer. I would like try to go into my backyard and like work, <laughs> like just to like feel like maybe this is cool, but it just, I was miserable. Yeah. And, and the art community that I like was slowly like growing around me, it just, it just felt like I really needed to at least try and yeah. see if I could make this like an actual career. Yeah. Know? I think the pandemic brought a lot of the, not only an artist or creators, but also in people that wanted to start a business. Yeah. Like, like they're still having a hard time hiring people. Mm-hmm. Like I got a call back saying like, Hey man, can you come back for at least a couple months? I'm like, no, <laughs> <laughs> no, this is, but it's a matter of, I think, I think you might've realized there's an opportunity there and this was the time to do it. And I think a lot of people get to that point. Like I've recognized a lot of opportunities and I just go, and I commend you for even taking it because mm-hmm. economical stability is like number one. in so many people's like, you know, yeah, comfort, and then married and, and then, security. Yeah, it's like yeah. the first one of the first things, right? So it's a it's a plunge you gotta take and it's you know it's, So I'm dying to ask, how did that conversation go with your family? Were they supportive? Were they like, wait, what? They were like, You communist? <laughs> <What>? <laughs> we knew you were oh, Democrat. Man. I mean they it's it it was like I'm sure a mix of emotions. I think, you know, Depending on who I'm thinking of, I like my husband, like he's so supportive. And then at the same time, like, yeah, he was like worried. He's like, oh, okay, like this is what we're doing now. (laughs) Um, And I don't blame him. Like that was like a big thing um, that I did that, you know, we had conversations about it before I was like, I'm quitting. But like it it probably seemed to him very like out of nowhere because it was really just like within a year. I was like, pivot (laughs) like I got my master's in 2019 so it was like we were just like celebrating getting a public health degree right um like not too long ago and in their eyes and they're like okay (laughs) but like (laughs) like my dad he's so supportive and he like I think my family specifically like my mom and my dad and like the people that have known me since a little kid like they know like it was always art I was always crafty always doing things like that like I love to do it and I know like now looking back I'm like it was always art yeah it was always art but because we grew I grew up broke yep you know never even considered it never even yeah. like a twinkle like never thought that this is something that like I could have done right um so I you know I did public health because I was like that's 
stable. Yeah, stable. And yeah. yeah. Financially responsible. You know, yeah. I didn't yeah, want to yeah. be broke. <laughs> like yeah. my family. I was like, no. Uh, and, and then, you know, the pandemic, it puts things in perspective. Yeah. I'm like, well, we have money and like, that's cool. But like, if I'm miserable every day, what's the point of that? What's the point? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. But that's another thing I realized with the pandemic is that the country does have money. Mm-hmm. Like recession, recession is a mindset. You got to just work, do the work before it hits and it doesn't affect you. Right. That's what's a recession. But like when I saw how much money they were dumping into closing the country down and just giving you money, I was like, that was like, oh, that's an artist grant right there. That's an artist grant right there. That's an artist grant right there. So, so you know, I, so I'll give you my experience. Like, when the pandemic, I go, oh, this is the time to grow. We are Sacramento even further, right? Yeah. So it allowed me to just slow everything down on my plans that I had. I just slowed them down. Because I didn't have all the pieces, right? And I think that's the part. Like, I think even with your decision, Yuli, it was like all the pieces weren't in place yet. And then something mm-hmm. drastic happened. Like, oh, it's right there. And then you take that and it's like, it's really not an accident. It's just a matter of the situation. So it's pretty tight. Yeah. Yeah. It's dope. Growth is crazy how it happens sometimes. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Like, how do you go about securing your murals? Because a lot of people that want to, like... Because you, you know, you you had the due diligence to go and apply in the city. Like, you applied for the city to be an assistant, right? But a lot of people don't even know that information even exists, right? That like you could even apply to be an assistant. So, like, how do you go about without giving your secrets, right? But you, you want to contain some of them. But, like, <laughs> what, like, what, how do you go about, like, what's your day-to-day? Like, okay, I got done with this mural. What's your next step to securing the next? Yeah, yeah. Well, first of all, I have no secrets. I am... I love being transparent. No secrets. Uh, (laughs) I love being transparent about it. So, you know, I think I've been super fortunate that the majority, if not almost all at this point of my murals, the people have come to me. They have reached out to me, whether it was Instagram. One person said they even Googled like Sacramento muralist and I popped up. So like shout out to the SEO gods sending them my way but like most of them have come from either instagram or because they saw something else i did yeah um so that's just to the power i guess of instagram and marketing like i see instagram as a marketing tool i use it um i've had some good luck on it um and and people tend to find me um or word of mouth like this one in san francisco it was actually they reached out to a different muralist in Shout out to Liv. Um, and she was too booked. And she's like, oh, I can't do it. But here's a list of people that you should reach out to. And they saw the shipping container I did in uh, Alley Yusefi Square. Yep. And they're like, ooh, we really like that like style. Um, so they picked me. Okay. So like that was like one that it was like, you know, it pays to be a part of the community. You know, like, thank you for Liv putting me on a list of people. Um, and right now, like I... I've gotten a lot of inquiries and they haven't really like led anywhere, you know, like people just asking like, how much would it cost? And then you tell them and they disappear forever. That (laughs) that happens quite a bit. Um, And I have a couple little other projects lined up, but I don't have, you know, other than like the big underpass that Jai and I are taking on, um, I don't have another mural lined up right now. Right. Um, So what I've been doing is doing outreach. So I will email 
right now I'm doing it by industry and because I've had some success with um, the like housing development industry. I've done two for like a low income housing apartment complex. Um, I was like, maybe I lean into that. And I started reaching out to developers in this region and then in like California in general. Um, who knows? One may get back to me. None will get back to me, but it's a numbers game, you know, yeah, and like, you're doing the work. Yeah. 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 So, you know, you just copy and paste the email. Hi, I'm a muralist. If you ever need it for a new build, like here I am uh, and sending those off, you know, so that's that's what I'm doing right now. But I'm also really looking forward to having some like studio time right now since I don't have another mural which has been like not a thing in the past year. Like you said, they've been back to back to back. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I really haven't painted on canvas for me in like a year. Um, and like crazy, that. Yeah. Dang. Yeah. Yeah. So like, I'm actually quite looking forward to getting some time in the studio. Um, and then hopefully, you know, being a part of some shows and stuff. Some shows, yes. <laughs> Some Something coming up soon, as really? a matter of fact. Yeah. Like, really soon, like third week of June, <laughs> to be specific. I, I wasn't going to say anything. Oh, uh, no, we're throwing, fam, listen, we buy furniture, we buy, Woo! we've painted, uh, um, you know, Miss Michelle Dahl showed up when I was on the top of a, of a ladder where I'm not supposed mm-hmm. to be at and hot as shit. I cringed. I was like, <laughs> but it was, uh, I, we've, <laughs> Marty and I bought furniture. We, uh, we're going to buy some more furniture and then, uh, we got some ideas for some extra rooms that we got to talk to you and Gabe about. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it's going to be tight. We want to make them like, like a Gabe style and Yuli style, uh, Rooms. That sounds delightful. It's fucking dope. Yeah, it's gonna be rad. <laughs> yeah, it's a uh, you know, and and there's other things too. Like that's and so this is something we could talk about community, right? Because that's something with career creators that I think was accomplished. I think the 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 message was sent that if all else fails, it's all about having a community and, and a good yep. somebody to mm-hmm. just rely on. Uh, sometimes it doesn't have to be a husband because your husband may not know. <laughs> I'm yeah. sorry that you're brushed into work today. My bad. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it, and all they can say is I'm sorry. Like, no matter how supportive someone is, but like, right. like, but like, because I've had it where I've had girlfriends where like they weren't in the creative end of things, so yeah. they didn't know what to say. And sometimes it was like, no, I just don't need you to say anything. I just need you to just listen to what I'm saying. Yeah. But like having a community like that, and I think that's what creates other opportunities and other things that may pop up and like somebody had like me i've had this idea for a long time right so like to create this group right of people that that are known in a city for doing murals like that's what they're known for you know like uh on top of um, amongst other things but the last group was the real chicano air force mm-hmm. that was in the 80s wow, yeah. and how important they were right yeah. so then you step into like well we need to we need to fix that. And I think like how you came by way and how I met you, it's kind of like, it's kind of like the pieces align, but those things don't happen unless you build community because you can't build community with a closed door. Nope. Right. So <laughs> it's kind of like, so it's, if we agree that like the community part is what creates this, all these different opportunities, can create opportunities for other people. And I think that's the advice too. Like when you're saying like, Hey, like I'm doing the work here, but, I'm also, you're also actively working on creating a, a, creating a community for yourself too. 
You yeah. know what I'm saying? So like, yeah. I will say I, I called uh, Yuli bald. She, she's bald with her shit. Like she's <laughs> okay. she's like she's like hey like hey listen <laughs> da, 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 da. so how is this something that you that you developed or you already had that like hey this looks like a good thing to do I'm just gonna go right ahead and jump on it. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, I've always been that way, really. Um, you know, if there's something I want, I'm going to go after it or I'm going to ask. And the worst yeah. someone can say is no, right? Yeah. Like, I probably, based on my childhood trauma and such, but, <laughs> <laughs> but like, I am not very risk adverse at all. Like, take, yeah. oh, let's do it. Let's see yeah. what happens. Like, you know, like, you can't fall too far when you're starting at the right. bottom. But, right. right. <laughs> yeah. You know, so yeah. I'm, I'm just... It hasn't failed me yet, you know, like even in my, I was going to say past life, but in my like prior career, um, <laughs> you know, like just putting myself out there yeah. and it, it never like did me wrong. And I, I think that that is like just ingrained in me and we can, yeah. you know, try to pathologize why, but <laughs> <laughs> it, it seems to be working and, you yeah. know. No, I think, it, I, I think like, I think when people go through things or like the mitigating risk is almost not something we think about yeah because yeah. either you do it or you don't like i was talking to that one homeboy and he was like Man, i don't know how you look at things this way and they said well i'm not even supposed to be here <laughs> so yeah. that's the like yeah, yeah, yeah. so anything <laughs> bro anything else is a bonus right so and coming up from being you know poor white trash not a lot of places to fall to. <laughs> right? So yeah. I know what it's like to go to bed hungry. So what am I going to lose? Yeah. yeah. And then knowing, I think also knowing like, okay, well, I can go for it and maybe 50, 50 or even 20% chance of winning. Right. Or a hundred percent chance. I know what it's going to feel like. Yeah. So why not get that, you know, yeah. go for yeah. it. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. There's it. a level of like high end, like really, I call it high end confidence. Cause like there's people that are like <laughs> fake confidence, right? Like they're like, oh yeah, they played a part, and then when it comes down to it, they're like, oh, well, what happened? You know, like what was the execution? Yeah. Like the execution doesn't happen, mm. yeah. and then you're like, oh, that wasn't you. You okay? I get it. You were convincing yourself. I get that. And then then you got the part where it's like like grit, like where you just like, no matter what happens, like mm-hmm. you're gonna make it happen. And I think. Like even you two, you guys have that that quality that that like, no matter what happens, you're gonna make it happen. Like you know, like yeah. twelve hour days, yeah. and then <laughs> finish by Friday, and then come to an interview. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it's 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 a lot, right? So it's kind of like you. right, like it's kind of like it's a, that's why you know she brought you IPAs. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but I think you know with um, so this one question I wanted to ask you. I think it was the somebody had asked. Was it Monty? It might have been. I don't know. But I was like, yeah, I think she just paints like she dresses. What came first, the murals or the dressing like that? The murals, for sure. So the the murals made you... It made me, like, appreciate color in just a different way. Yeah. No, I used to wear, like, all black at one point in my life. um, And then I went to the very, like, minimal, like, white and beige everything. Um, And it might have been, like, the combination of, like, the pandemic. Yeah. And... 
the painting, um, just like having a real appreciation for color. Yeah. And now I get mad when I go shopping and I'm like, this should be in a more fun color. Could <laughs> like, <laughs> like you this, be any more colorful? Like this top is cute, but it'd be cuter in a different color. Um, yeah, so. That's pretty tight. But it's just yeah. like, again, it's like, it just makes me happy. Like this orange top, like, yeah. it just makes me happy and why wouldn't I like surround myself in things that like make me happy yeah that, like turn oh, that yeah. little spark on in my brain like why not why wouldn't I if I have like a really simple buy the orange not the white you know yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like they're just simple decisions um, yeah. and they improve my quality of life so yeah. yeah yeah like I love my Hawaiian shirts and then I stopped wearing them for a little bit because you know like People didn't like them. Like they were like complaining about my Hawaiian oh my shirts, God. and I was like, you know what? You know what? Screw y'all. Y'all just miserable. You know, what I mean? I'm just go turn around. You ain't got to worry about my busy ass shirt. I mean, you know what I mean? These Hawaiian shirts are expensive, but uh, but I love color too. But I just, you know, sometimes for me, it's like I look at color and it and it inspires me to do something, but it doesn't necessarily translate into what I'm going to do. Requires color. It mm. just makes mm-hmm. me. It just makes me act like like growing up in san francisco like i'll walk through like balmy alley right like that was my route or bike or whatnot and it was like oh like i'm ready for the day like because you see all that color and you just like man this is dope it's a great background to see like so i think like you're providing a lot to to the landscape which is pretty tight too well i really appreciate that yeah. yeah, no, that's man. People watch, man. People, people watch what you do. I think sometimes you 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 forget like the power of social media, like how mm-hmm. how much people watch, and they're like, oh, this is dope, you know. And sometimes they don't say anything, but they're they're watching from afar, and that's pretty tight. So. Mm, wow! Kudos, <laughs> kudos to you. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> All right, are we done? That's it. We're done. One take. Now we gotta edit everything out. No, all the compliments we gonna edit them out. No. Now, um, where, where, um, how to? Um, so you talked about how you secured, and you know, like you said, like right now I don't have a thing, but you're happy to, you know, go back and paint on canvas at least for a little bit for a recent show that's coming up pretty soon. Um, adequately, no pressure, no pressure. <laughs> Just be tight. <laughs> You'll be around excellence. It's gonna be like some black and brown excellence that day. Oh. It's gonna be so dope. I but can't wait. Now, when you when you say when you do canvas, it's like, what's your? I mean, I know what it is, but for the audience, like, what's your? Like, what is it that you like to paint the most? Oh, I love plants. You know, I just that's another thing. Like before painting, like plants were like what I what was my hobby. I guess you could say like I our house is like head to toe covered in plants, like a hundred plus. Um, I propagate them. I do all that fun stuff. So like, I guess I just find a lot of beauty in nature, you know? Um, and when I started painting during the pandemic, you know, I was like, well, I'm obviously going to paint my plants because I have them standing in front of me as like a reference. Um, but then how do I like elevate it? Right. And that's where the color came in, like putting them on these like really bright backdrops, really playing with like the saturation. Um, and that's pretty much like what I love and want to paint. Um, I have yeah. other things that I have painted, like my first solo show that I did a little about a year ago. 
Um, like really the last time I painted a whole collection of paintings, like that one was more inspired by my grandmother who was a Mexican immigrant. So there's a lot of like imagery from Mexico, like when I've gone there, um, like photo references that I've taken and then some things that are just like of Mexican culture. So, you know, um, that is, that's what I paint. Um, my new collection that I have in my brain and I haven't had time and hopefully I will have time. Um, I kind of want to play with like this duotone compilation of like just using like two contrasting colors and really like playing with the shadows and the depths of the plants. Um, I also want to include a little bit of like the human figure in there to mix a little bit of the plant human life. And I'll I'll work on my like artist statement around that. So it sounds more professional, but um, I like I've had this kind of like ruminating in my brain for gosh like two or so months now so i really like need to get that out yeah um, nice. and i hope people like it so we'll see. i'm excited to see i'm it. sure they will i'm really excited to see it you know it's funny because like i was looking at like gabe stuff right gs automatic if you guys don't know but like you guys are the very opposite but like the content the context and content is the same like you're the nature version of his graffiti. Like if you look at his palette, it's colorful. Like even if you look at that, yeah. right? Yeah. It's like so it's just a different, you know, it's a different, I mean, execution, but it's like that's why I think it's like dope to like, you know yeah. what I mean? Well, I like found out about Gabe or like how I came to know Gabe was at that big mural that I met Jai and I was assistant on, we did like a community paint day. And um, we had all this like placemaking stuff and there was like one of those old newspaper boxes that oh. was all spray painted. Yeah. And it was him. Gabe did it. And I like was like, oh, that is the color. Like, I love this little newspaper. We were using yeah. it as like an end table. But yeah. like, I saw it and I was just like mesmerized. So I took a picture and I was like, I need to find out who made this. Um, tracked him down on ID. And then we just kind of. Like That's tight. vibed from there with like yeah. yeah his use of color I like appreciate it yeah yeah like and I mean I said even to say like even like how different the things is but like how people can utilize color you know mm-hmm. it's a, it's so important you know and so that's pretty, and that how people meet you know but uh, it's pretty tight man I love your work can't wait to see more too thanks hell yeah <laughs> going back to uh, the event that we had and your. You were itching to like jump in, and I appreciate you. Yeah. Uh, Well, you had a great comment about finding your market. That if you're selling, but you're not selling the thing that's maybe making that's passionate to you, or that's really sparking that fire, but it's still selling. Like, where do you go? And you had the great advice of like find the better market that fits the thing that you're passionate about. You're in the wrong market. Yeah. Um, did you want to talk more? Or? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can elaborate. I mean, I'll give the specific example because I think it will be helpful. So the woman, she um, she makes jewelry and okay. she was selling items um, at Atrium. Yeah. Um, which is like, for those who don't know, it's like a really cool like art um, collective. store. Collective. Collective, yeah. Collective. Um, yeah. In old Sacramento. Um, And they sell, like, various artists' little items, like greeting cards, jewelry, paintings, um, an array of, like, artistically made, handmade, like, goods. Uh, And she was saying something, the thing that she, like, really loves to make doesn't sell 
But the things that she doesn't really like have that much fun or not that passionate about making, those are the ones that sell. Uh, I found out that it, she was talking about necklaces that she loves to make. Okay. And they're higher price. They're on like the higher end of things. Um, and it's clear to me that like, well, okay, the people going into Atrium, they're not I'm willing not, to, no. to spend 60 plus dollars on a necklace, but there's people that will. Oh, yeah. You know, like there's shopping boutiques, high end boutiques all around Sacramento that would probably love to have a rack of like $60 plus necklaces. And you maybe know? even down the street. So it wouldn't be that far because yeah. Atrium's in Old Town. Old, right? old, old Sacramento. Yeah. There's, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, there's like there's like three. that store Nudge too. They they have like higher end stuff. Yeah. Like you can look around. And there's a lot that you can. Yeah. You so, know. You know, like just get your your product. Like don't stop making the necklaces that you love to make. Um, find buyers. Find people that can afford to to buy your your necklaces. Like they're out there for sure. Yeah. Um, you just have to like think strategically about like yeah. okay where. Yeah. Where are people buying $60, you know, necklaces? Where do they go? Where do yeah. they shop? Or even like, yeah. I mean, I know Etsy is a, a bit saturated yeah. now, but you people are still buying things on Etsy. Yeah. Um, like a lot, like a, especially jewelry. Because um, you buy it, you get it. It's faster sh- shipping and all this other stuff. And I think that's the part where sometimes the age demographics affect the level of of resourcefulness, right? So that's why I always have this quote where it's like, look, if you're old, listen to young people. If you're young, listen to old people. Because if you're old and listen to young people, I'm faster around my people now mm-hmm. because I'm getting all this new knowledge, right? And then if the young person listens to me, they're getting a lot of good knowledge, older knowledge that still works, and now they're faster in their young people demographics. So it's kind of yeah. like... Especially if you're a maker, I think we could all mm-hmm. agree, like, being versed in every single tool available to sell a product that's not physically you to customer, yeah, face-to-face, like, those are very important things to do. You know what I mean? And I think that's another route that occurred. I mean, you touch on, like, find your market, but I think, hopefully you guys talked to her later, like, hey, like, you need to maybe have a bigger presence on, on Instagram or this and this and that. Whatever it is, you have to do that, you know, so. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's yeah. all part of it, right? Just getting, just like kind of like, it's a numbers game. Just like me sending out like 10, 20 emails a day. Like that's a numbers game. Like you can't expect everybody that looks at your necklaces to buy one, but like the more eyes you get on it. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. And finding markets maybe that are weird or not obvious. So yeah. working with like, I don't know that I would necessarily have gone with developers for murals because they're in the process mm-hmm. of the bricks and the foundations. They may be not thinking about the the final phase. And I think Mario, you mentioned during the event using your photography in selling houses. Yeah. And that was actually brought up to yeah. me with mm-hmm. portraits and portrait art and figurative. Like, hey, if you're making these, you should put them in houses because that's where people with money are buying houses. Yeah. And they're going to mm-hmm. see it and they're going to go, mm, I resonate with that. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, that's why like every art show that I have that we, that I that I've put together, I invite someone that has a mansion. Yeah, you may not know them, <laughs> but I invite them. They they've shown up. They've bought pieces, right? Mm-hmm. And so, so and I learned that a long time ago. Where changing your your so that's finding your 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 market, right? Yeah. I go look if this these people can't afford that, it's fine. It doesn't mean stop doing that, you mm-hmm. know, or or shift. 
you got to shift your market and go, okay, well, how do I find it? So then it's kind of like, well, I know a bunch of people with mansions. I'm going to, I'm going to, because of what I've done with my photography, I'm going to invite them to my art shows. Yeah. And so then from time to time, they buy something because they like it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And then now you've changed. Like, I think I told you about that situation. Now we've single-handedly changed the audience that's looking at that. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, and I mean, it's a very creative way of doing it, but it's a very easy way of doing it. Yeah. You know, it's, it's very mm-hmm. easy to change the, the, to pivot, to, to, to make something happen. I just think people have a hard time, like, just slowing down and, and looking at the entire picture, I think, especially when it comes to like art. And- yeah. And I think we, we can get so like narrow focused, yeah. right. And not really like stop and be like, oh, maybe, yeah. Maybe if I only invite other artists to my art show, like paintings yeah. <laughs> aren't going to sell. Like it's so right. the beautiful, like support and community of the other artists going to art show, but they're not the ones like buying. They're not. Yeah, yeah, rarely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. some do. I buy too much art, but <laughs> you know, like <laughs> we have to kind of think outside and really like be strategic with yeah. who we're, we're reaching out to. And so, yeah, like the developer thing, I mean, yeah. it, it took, me to get asked to do a mural by two of them for me to be like oh there there's obviously there's a, a market here yeah. like there's an end yeah yeah um and That's then cool. like i'm hoping maybe like they're not as like bombarded right with other muralists as right. maybe like all the local businesses that have big beautiful walls probably get emails every day <laughs> i like your wall can yeah. i put some paint on it and it's gonna be ten thousand dollars please mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> plus supplies <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's how it should be, though. Shit. Art's important. Yeah, it is. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's super dope. Do you think your work or your education with the MFA, like, is that transferring over to your art at all or your practice with art? Yeah, I mean, I think it it informs the business side of being an artist. You know, like, I am an artist, but I'm also a small business owner. Yeah. You know, like, I have a business license. I, you know... I make spreadsheets. I do my taxes. Uh, <laughs> I do all, yeah. I do all the the fun business side of being an artist, and I think is it fun? Is it really? I sometimes, sometimes? I think so. Okay, because I, I have like I know how, right? Like I right. came equipped knowing how. Like I was building websites at UC Davis for like our program. So like when it came time to make my own website, I was like, oh, I know how to do this. Easy. Yeah. And it was like more like decoration, right? Like I was like, oh, I can make this one like cute and colorful, like whatever I want. (laughs) Um, But because I already had the skill of like how to make a website, right? Mm. So like same with like, like make, I can make a mean PowerPoint, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, And that's because that's what I did at all my other jobs was doing like health education and like doing PowerPoint. So now when I like approach a client, I have a PowerPoint that goes, this is what I do. These are some of the projects I've worked on. This is why you should hire me. Yeah. Like, let's do this. Um, And I've been told by many clients, like, how I'm not the first muralist they've ever worked with and how impressed they are with, like, my professionalism. Yeah. You know? Um, Well, and you speak their language. Yeah. I mean. Numbers. Yep. Yeah, I can speak their language. And I also, I think I have... A different perspective because like I I love painting like I I love doing it but I'm also I am running a business you know and like I am a hundred percent like doing custom murals for my clients so it's very collaborative you know I don't just get to paint whatever I want 
sometimes I pitch him a few different ideas and they don't pick my favorite and I'm kind of bummed about it, but like we move on. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, and, and I think it, it shows in like how I interact and like they appreciate it and, and I, you know, feel confident in like every step of the way. Like I know a lot of artists maybe get a little like queasy when talking about money and I mm-hmm. can like hold true and I can be like, you know, I had, I won't say which client, but they had like wanted to use the image on like tote bags. And I was like, okay, great. Yeah. So let's talk about uh, a copyright buyout. um, Very important. Or we can license, I can license the image to you or you can buy it outright. That's more expensive. Um, And I think they were a little like, oh, like taken aback um, because I'm sure no other artist really like approaches them in that way. And I'm like, well, yeah, in the contract, you know, it says the, the copyright is mine. Yeah. Uh, And, and I think that has really like come in handy and not being taken advantage of when there's moments that, you know, and they might not be trying to be malicious. They just don't know better or know either. But um, yeah, I feel, I feel like I have a slight advantage knowing the business side of things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I've had, yeah, I've had to educate a few people about certain things. It was like our logos on things, and you know, and it's like you can't put that on a shirt unless you pay me, right? Like, yeah. you know, it's a different, it's a different licensing at that, at that. And I think, and a lot of, a lot of artists, a lot of artists may or may not know the information, but I, I, I've heard artists go, "Oh, I just let them do it because I just that way, like my art could be seen." I'm like, oh. Whenever I hear that, it like it makes my like my guts just turn because I'm like, that's everything I'm trying to fight, yeah. you know, and yeah. help yeah. people contain and and become you know self sustainable in art. And it's it's a very it's a misjustice to like art and artists and other artists because you're messing it up. You know what I mean? So, yeah, ones that are trying to like make a living out of this, you know, yeah. and like you're you at least your- try to make a living, you know? <laughs> you know, and like you can have your art be seen and get paid for it. Like, yeah. Right. You can. Like exposure and payment can <laughs> still be in the same sentence. Like I, yeah. a lot of people use that as currency to like, oh, well, I have this many followers and then you're going to, you know, you're going to get this exposure and it's going right. to turn into something. And I, it doesn't, it shouldn't quite work like that. And I hate that people give in because they're desperate. Yeah. Well, I kind of wonder. So I'm thinking of a couple people that they would probably say yes to like, oh yeah, put it on a tote bag. Like that's just. Go ahead. Name like, them. Call them out. I'm nah. just uh, but if you told them like, hey, uh, give them a piece of art and they'll just, you know, they'll post it once on their Instagram. They'd be like, hell no. Well, it's exposure right. is it's exposure. The thing, yeah. mm-hmm. They're still making money off you. They're still getting their cut. Yeah. Why wouldn't you get your copyright yeah. right. percentage or yeah. license? Yeah, it's, yeah. I mean, people get paid like even in music, right? Like if they have your song in a movie for two seconds mm-hmm. yeah they still gotta pay you mm-hmm. so so if if that industry's figured it out you know and i think there's there's like i said like i think a lot of people are desperate you know and it's sad because a lot of the people that are desperate or at least from what i've seen they're very talented it's yeah. either like desperation or they just don't know better right they think oh yeah. i made this like the client paid for the mural so they can do whatever they want with the image like i can understand like maybe you're not even like thinking about it but like yeah when you're empowered and you know, like, oh, no, 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 like that, yeah. that belongs to you. You yeah. created it. It still yeah. belongs to you. You're just painting it for them. They're paying for you to paint it, right? Like yeah. not for the actual, like, image. Yeah. Um, 
yeah, I think that's why things like this is so good to yeah. to inform people and like yeah. that's like the community, you know, like if someone could be like, hey, my client asked me about this, like, is that cool? Like just having people that you can kind of bounce these things off of, like we can all help each other and be like, no, it's not cool. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Keeping the standard. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And like I, I do have a question. How do you how do you keep like your murals? Because they're not they're not the same, obviously. And I can't how do you keep it like if a client says, Hey, I seen you did this, I want that. But then you gotta tell them you can't have that and I can make you something like this. How do you how do you have that conversation? You know, I think I've been fortunate that it hasn't quite happened. Dope. Um, where people they're like, I like what you do. Can we do like something like this and then I kind of like take what they want and get to like do like create yeah. a whole other kind of idea concept, with it yeah, that's nice. tight. um you know I think if someone did that you know I would I would probably be like well you know it it probably makes sense for you to have like something unique to you like whatever the business may be like we can definitely take that as inspiration yeah um but we're, we'll you know design something that's the same thing that people already seen you want something unique um and that's that's the value as artists like we can we can take guys take stuff as inspiration all the time and like tweak it to be my own um yeah yeah. i i mean i i've heard of of clients getting like an actual like picture from pinterest me like can you paint this and then in that (laughs) regard you have to be like no like that is copyrighted by the artist yeah Yeah. (laughs) like that's someone else's but we can make something similar I've I've had that happen in photography. Like it was like a wedding thing, and it was like in Louisiana. Like the 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 picture they got, it was like, "Can you do this?" And it was like the couple under one of them. What do they call those trees? A willow tree, the tree that that hangs. Oh, with the moss and stuff coming down. Yeah, people with that tree is coming. And I'm like, well. It'd be hard to find that in California. <laughs> like I can't give you that. I give you a really nice pine tree over the <laughs> over the one the coast. You know what I mean? But yeah. like, like oh, we didn't really think about that. It's like, well, we can go to Louisiana and find one of them. You know, in a in a, in a swamp. You know, it's uh, <laughs> it's it's hard. Like, cause you gotta educate people. Like, yeah. how yeah. do you? Okay, so how do you feel about educating people? I love clients. It. I love it. Tight. I love it. Like, I think all of it. It's like all a learning experience. Like. The project I'm working on with Jaya, like, we're working with Caltrans, and this is, like, the first instance of them, like, letting art be on their property, so it's, like, an underpass, and, like, a lot of it, you know, thankfully, we have the city, like, kind of working with us as partners, and Jaya's just badass, but, like, a lot of it is, like, educating them, like, nope, this is how, like, this is gonna go, like, you know, they they just don't know better, and, like, I don't blame companies or organizations or people that work within them for not like, you don't know what you don't know, right? Yeah. 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 Um, and I, I feel, like, confident. And like I said, I, I used to do education. Like, I used to educate on, like, health-related things. Um, mm-hmm. But, like, I used to educate, like, doctors and other clinicians on, like, new kind of, let's say, cancer prevention stuff. So, like, I, I feel very comfortable. Like, no Still. matter the person's, like, authority or, like, realm. Like, no. Like, this is an education moment. We're going to learn and not... You know, if it doesn't work out for me working with them, at least maybe next time with the next artist, they'll they'll know better. Yeah. Yeah. That's tight. I always like to ask questions because I get a lot of commissions where they want to put absolutely everything in there or, <laughs> oh, shit. you know, they've got a professional photo that's been, you know, water stamped by 
the artist that took the photo and they're like, I want to recreate this. Why you have the photo. Oh, I really like what you did over here. Okay. Well, let's look at what is it that is it the lighting? Is it the color? And not, I've had some where it's like, people will just overload you with too much information and then you kind of scare the client away too. So knowing that spot between like education, but maybe not like information dump. I think that's an important one for people to to pick up on. For sure. Yeah. I mean, I, I tend to ramble when I'm excited about things. So maybe I do education (laughs) dump on people, but (laughs) it seems to be working for you. So maybe I'm wrong. I think, I think it more so is like important. The like intention behind it. Okay. Like not being like condescending or like very, I don't know if aggressive is the right word, but like I can be like, like the, the, the tote bag thing, you know, it's just like, oh, well actually like that would be either like a copyright this or that. Um, we can talk more about it, you know, and it's, mm-hmm. it's not like, oh, how dare you <laughs> try to take my art. Dun, like, dun, dun. <laughs> like, there's no shaming for them not knowing. I'm never going to assume they're doing it like maliciously. So like education to me is just. Like, oh, just in case you didn't know, like, this is how I operate or like, this is how it's fairly done. Um, I tend to send a lot of emails when I see things that I'm like, (laughs) no. (laughs) (laughs) But I think I, I think it's like very polite and I always like, I'm not trying to be, you know, like not trying to tear you all down, but like, it's just not like fair what you guys are doing. Like I have to do this all the time. I get asked to do live painting. Um, yeah. for a lot of different people and places. Mm-hmm. Um, and they want to offer like a hundred, 200 bucks and like for five plus hours of my time, plus supplies, paint, all that, like, that's just not fair. And I'm not right. saying it's not fair for me because like, I'm too expensive, but like, it's just not fair value of time. Like they wouldn't pay like their music DJ any less. Um, yeah. so like we're providing entertainment live painting that's entertainment for whatever the event may be um and i've had to you know i have a copy and paste by now that i you know i just let them know like hey you know what like for this many hours like this is what a fair rate would be um and it goes over okay sometimes sometimes i don't get a response to those sometimes they say like we really appreciate you like letting us know we just don't have the budget for it and i'm like okay well okay at least now i hopefully they'll consider when they're making the budget for the event to like incorporate a higher budget for, yeah. For their art entertainment. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Budgets are important. Mm -hmm. They're a hell of a thing. Make or break things for sure. Oh yeah. (sighs) Ah, budgets. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, it is what it is. I mean, that's it. I think, um, here's a question. How so? You say you pay your taxes and all of that, right? Mm-hmm. Now, and obviously, we all dread doing our taxes. But how itemized do you get? Very tight. So I've been doing my own taxes since I was sixteen and got a job. Um, oh shit! Look at you. You know, on TurboTax, it's pretty easy. I my family is just not equipped to do such, um, so I had to figure it out myself. Um, and when it came time to do my taxes, I knew like as a business, as a small business, all my expenses um, are tax deductible. And yeah. and so I kept a spreadsheet 
of every single time I went to the art store and bought paints and canvas and supplies. And then when it transitioned to murals, every time I went to like Home Depot or wherever I, you know, would get brushes and drop cloths and stuff like that. Um, and it was just like a giant spreadsheet. And then you just in, you just do the math. You know, I like spreadsheets, so I'm one of those weird people. But, mm-hmm. you know, you just add up different based on the bucket of where that expense went into. So, like, you can you can write off not just supplies, but you can write off, like, travel costs. So, like, I just stayed in a hotel for a week in San Francisco. That's a write-off. The hotel, my gas to get there. You can do mileage, um, yeah. flights if you're flying out of town somewhere. Um, even like professional memberships. So like if you are a member of the Crocker Museum, um, mm-hmm. you can, that's tax deductible. So I just had a spreadsheet. I kept a running list and then they all go into like a different category. Yeah. This year I got QuickBooks, which it's like a hundred something a year. Tax deductible. Yeah. Uh, which is also tax deductible. <laughs> Um, and it's interesting because it's like really hands off. Like I haven't really had to pay attention, but I kind of yeah. liked manually inputting all my expenses because I can uh, really keep tabs on like yeah. how much I'm spending. Where here it just oh, kind of okay. goes out in a void. Oh, so it doesn't give you like you couldn't just look at the running total like you could on a spreadsheet. You you can, but I just get busy and I forget and I don't look at it because I know okay. like you can all like. It just automatically knows if it's Home Depot, it goes into the business expense. If Ah. it's like Target, that's like a personal expense. So I've like trained QuickBooks to know, (laughs) you know, where to put those things. So I just know it's keeping tabs on it. I don't really check it. I could. Yeah. But it's not on the top of my mind. So I don't. But when it was like I would go to Home Depot and I'd have the receipt and I'd have to input it into my spreadsheet, like Mm -hmm. I, I could keep better like tabs on it and yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know we'll see when tax time comes if the quickbooks ends up being like a lifesaver because then i don't have to do all that math at the end um but you know i'm i'm learning too right like how to best manage this small business um yeah. i've been a part of other businesses but like this is you know this is my own so it i mm-hmm. want to like take care and make sure i'm like doing this all right my nerd ass is going to come follow up with you next tax season and be like, how'd you like QuickBooks? Because I'm on that, like, I'm still on yeah. the spreadsheet. And yeah. Like, QuickBooks sounds easy, but now. Yeah. I mean, I like to know things. Easy. Yeah. I mean, you could probably, like, check it more often than I do. I just forget. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> out of sight, out of mind, you know. <laughs> we are Sacramento. We have a guy. <laughs> I cannot. One <laughs> day, yeah, if we can outsource that, then do it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's part of the team, so he's got no choice. <laughs> so it's, you know, you got to fight again, it's finding the pieces, man, because, mm-hmm. you know, I think you guys are creators. I think I'm someone that creates too. Like, I think also finding the balance, which you had said earlier, is that finding the balance of what you can and can't do and shouldn't be doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, there's things that, I'm at a point where I shouldn't be doing, right? Like you're going to get or are at a point where you shouldn't be spending so much time looking at tax stuff at some point because that Mm -hmm. prevents you from creating more opportunities, right? So it's the, it's almost like if you're blessed enough to, to not be the CEO of your, of your business anymore, (laughs) so you could just be the worker bee and then you have 
a team that does things. And I think that's what, like, like at least I'm blessed to say, like, it's an important part of how we we perform. Like, at least we are Sacramento and, I, and me. Like, I go do what I'm supposed to do and call it a day. You know what I'm saying? Like, and everybody else just kind of does what they're supposed to do. And then it somehow, somehow it works out, right? Yeah. Because I think it's, because in the beginning I was like, okay. <laughs> All the things. I was like, so wait a hats. minute. This is not like I'm missing. We're missing out on things here. Yeah. You know, and then it was like tasks. Like, you know, so it's, it's, it's dope. You well, know? if doing your taxes, I know some people like if you're, if doing your taxes and doing all that at the April or whenever it is, is yeah. giving you a panic attack and it's derailing you for a month coming up mm-hmm. to it, just get a CPA. They're yeah. not that yeah. expensive. Right. Just no. dump all your information deductible. and they'll it's, do yeah, it and they'll tell you, <laughs> they'll tell you what to do better next year or, yeah. you know, where you're missing out and yeah. you don't have to think about it. For yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah, totally. Outsource it. Like, I felt confident because I've been doing it like, yeah. for my personal. I'm like, okay, let's give it a try. And then I was like, yeah, okay, I feel good doing it still. You know, um, but if you're, yeah, if you're stressed out and you're freaking out about it and you're just, like, can't figure it out, like, there yeah. are people. Yeah. And it's worth it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you just got to find a good one that you can trust. Mm-hmm. But that will take your millions from all the stuff that you do. Yeah. 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 Don't let nobody take your millions. <laughs> One day, we're all gonna make I'm millions out of our. I need to make no millions first. Millions. Not yeah. quite there. You yet. already have it. It's there. It's sitting inside of your head. It's gotta come out. Yeah. So what I tell people: if you haven't made a million yet, it's because you haven't allowed it to come out. There you go. You gotta, there you go. gotta make that thing come out, man. It's different ways of doing it. Um, do you have any more questions? I, I may have one or two. I guess I have kind of a general one because I always like to ask, like work for like artwork to the business work you know is it an 80 20 ratio is it a 50 50 ratio how much time are you spending on the business and how much time are you spending doing the painting and the fun part of the business yeah that's a good question I mean when you first were asking I was thinking like Art that I make for myself versus art that I make for clients. That one's a good one, too. Um, so I'll answer that first because that's where my brain went. But um, right now, this honestly, like the past year, it's been like 92% like client-based yeah. work. Murals, really. I've done a couple like painting commissions, too, which I've put that in that same bucket. You know, yeah. it's not for me. Right. Um, in terms of like... The amount of time doing the business side versus the painting, I would say it's it's pretty split. It's pretty 50-50 um, in terms of like, mm, yeah, maybe maybe even a little less. Maybe like 40, 40, 60, like 40 on the wall painting mm-hmm. and 60, like the business side of things. Yeah. And it and it's it's also interesting with murals, is like I design the mural and that time I enjoy so I design on my iPad I use procreate I like draw it all out um and I actually quite enjoyed that process um mm-hmm. and that is is a decent chunk of time in terms of like the whole um day-to-day of what I do so like some weeks um I'm probably like doing half business half designing and then when I do the murals it's all murals like I was saying in San Francisco like I thought I could do other work like after the mural but no like it really is it's physically exhausting yeah 
Um, you got to set yourself up for that. So yeah, yeah. Yeah. So like, and then those weeks it's like just paint. So it's, Damn. it's yeah. a good, it's a good mix and it happens enough where like, you know, I have the week of like on a ladder on the wall and then I'll have like a couple weeks of like getting the next like job going and then I'll have like a week of just like being cozy in my little studio designing the mural. Um, and then it's like back on the wall. So it's like a pretty, I think like sustainable pattern for me. Yeah. If I was like on the wall, like every week of every day, like, oh my God, I it's, we'd be seeing buff Yuli like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like exhausting, man. Right. <laughs> Like this one, the ladder is all in a weird position. And like, I like felt it from, cause I was like balancing all crazy for like eight hours. Like I was on a ladder the entire day and it's, it's, I love painting and I love that. I like, Oh, this is what I get to do for a living. Um, but it is really nice when the mural's over and I'm like, Oh, I have just like a week <laughs> of just like sitting in my chair yeah. at home. You gotta be impressed <laughs> for real. Like yeah. when you, when you yeah. walk up to a wall and then you go like, and you go look at the wall. Cause obviously you, you go look at the wall. Mm-hmm. Right. And then you look at the wall and you go like, fuck texture. And then there's like levels of texture. Then there's like brick. Then there's like cinder block, you know, brick. And then there's like other shit that you just don't know what they did there. How do you feel about texture on walls? <laughs> How do you tackle that? That because it's it can become a block. Like oh fuck. You know it's oh, gosh. There are some horrible walls out there. Yeah. Um. You know I the really super super texture ones. It's just like ah oh, crap. Do I really have to learn how to spray paint? Like <laughs> I love. <laughs> I love my brush and I love my paints and like spray paint's cool for those who do it like badass. It's so cool. But like to me, it's different. Like the feeling of it's different. The texture is different. The colors, like there's only a limited amount of colors you can get out of the cans. Like it's true. Um, and I'm like super, super specific about my colors. Um, obviously. <laughs> that like I've tried the spray paints and I'm like, nope, that yellow is like tiny tiny bit too dark and they don't the next light one is way too light and i just i can't wrap my hand around it so texture just makes me feel like i need to like figure out a different way um luckily i think because i see the wall before i price accordingly so if your wall is super textured you're gonna be paying more because it's gonna take more time it's gonna take more paint yeah and i usually will do a more simplified design, right? So I take texture in like very much into consideration of not just like, what am I going to paint? But just like the pricing of it too. Cause like the wall I just did, it was the smoothest, like most beautiful brand new drywall. Oh my God. It was delightful. (laughs) It was delightful. And that's honestly why I probably was able to get it done in a week. If it was anywhere textured or brick or anything like you have to do so many more coats and it's just, yeah. Yeah. So like price accordingly. Right? Yeah. That's yeah. how I combat it. I hate it. And I, I'm not going to say no to a wall because the yeah. texture is horrible, but like they're going to have to pay more for right. sure. Yeah. yeah. I think that's why I ask is kind of like what the process is like. You look at something like, oh, this is going to take longer. Is it going to be, you know, how do you gauge it? Yeah. And then how do you gauge if you're going to need an assistant or not? That's a good question. Um, because that dips into the your your profit. Yeah, it it sure does. Um, 
And the spreadsheet might not like it. <laughs> spreadsheet gods. The spreadsheet ain't going to be happy. What do you mean you only took 50% of that? So usually, <laughs> yeah, I will let a few things dictate that. One, the timeline. If they're like, we need this to be done by this date. And right. I'm like, ooh, okay. Um, that will usually warrant an assistant, but then I also will charge more, right? Like yeah. it's a rush order, right? And right. then that extra funds go towards an assistant. Yeah. Um, the one that I did in Alley Yusefi Square, it was a shipping container. That one, I knew it was going to take longer because it was pretty detailed. And also it's like not the nicest. Um, area to be alone so I also factor that in like if I don't want to be alone outside I'm gonna hire an assistant like it's gonna be worth it to me to have like a second pair of eyes for like protection you know I'm hiring security I'm a a petite female in this world Mm -hmm. um and unfortunately that's something I have to consider and think of you know like I've been fortunate a lot of my murals are indoor in like a private area so like that I'm like okay cool I feel safe but like yeah any outdoor mural I'll probably hire an assistant just for the safety fact, even if I don't need, you know, to get it done in a really like fast time. But like, I also just like love supporting other artists or like people who yeah. want to be muralists. I think that's fun and cool. So there's a lot of factors that go into it, but probably timeline and like safety is like yeah. the main one. Yeah, that's super dope. Yeah. Creating jobs is important. Mm-hmm. Super tight. Appreciate yeah. it. What was your question? I or think I just it? asked it. I, I asked two really good questions. <laughs> you did. What are you Great. You did. I'm making sure. They're the best questions I've ever asked ever. <laughs> ever. Ever. Like ever oh, in my ever questioning I people. Mean, all your questions yeah. are recorded. You so I mean? we can find out. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't shit. Man, nah. Nah, it was, uh, nah, I love hearing like people's like perspective on how they maneuver business at the end of the day because mm-hmm. that's what it is. And Because, I mean, we all can learn. Like if you think that you can't learn from people... No matter what level you're at, like, you got it all messed up. You know what I'm saying? So it's yeah. like... Got to stay curious. Yeah, you got to stay really curious. Sure. You, you know, even if it's people like, I'm a photographer, you guys paint, you know, and... But like, there's still a lot to learn in business. Because business changes, perspectives change. You know, like, photography could change in a way that it's, I don't know, may not be, I don't know, lucrative at some point. You sure. know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. so... And like even me, like I, like I stopped doing weddings. I just I hate it. I just did a <laughs> wedding, and just because they happened, they 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 say yes to the price, and I'm like, damn. You gotta, and then it's been a you month, and I'm no price, right? And That's I'm still I am with commission. <laughs> you said yes. Why? I price it so you'd say so that you'd say no, but it's just you know. Then like so, I, I gave them everything. I got the prints done for them. They got drop shipped to them. They loved everything, right? Mm-hmm. And then a month and a half later, they go, "Hey Mario, can we buy the can we buy the the memory cards? We want the we want the raw files." And I was like, ah. "Hey, listen, for me to give you my raw files because those may be your pictures, but I own them. Yeah, um, because you know, photography is the same way. Mm-hmm. Um, for me to do that, you'd have to pay almost half of what you paid me for the wedding." Because yeah. just the memory cards that the memory cards that I use, they're like they're a different kind. They're a professional and they're you just they're like three hundred dollars each. Ooh. Not like your regular SD cards you get at Walgreens, right? So so I tell them this is what it is and 
So you want so I told them, you won eight hundred pictures, the raw files of that. It's gonna cost you this much because yeah. that's yeah. it's gonna cost you half because that's what I charged you for for these pictures are edited and you know for the price. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, yeah, okay, we'll pass on that. I was like, okay, good. Because I wasn't even going to it. I wasn't going to even agree to it. You know what I mean? Like, I just don't do that. And I think people, the, I call them civilians because for lack of a better term, like, you sometimes <laughs> got to, like, you didn't get to call them civilians. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. Because, but I'm a dummy because I'm going to ask, what's the, what is the point of getting the raw file if you've gotten yeah, the photos that you want? Right. You know what I'm saying? And so I think they just, from what they, from what I understood, they just wanted all even the bad stuff because I I I self edit too, and I go listen. I can't even realistically give you everything that I shot because in camera I edit. So I I have a process of editing. So I get home and I start looking at my camera. Yeah, and I go this is shitty. This is shitty. So I start. You know what I mean? (laughs) Less less photos to process, and if it looks bad in a little screen, it's Uh gonna look bad on a big screen. Yeah. So I'm like okay, boom, 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 and I go through that. I go. So by the time I got done, I had erased 200 pictures that I just didn't like. The, yeah. you know, especially the videographers in the way of somebody else that's not supposed to be, and like, I, I, and I right. can't really yeah, crop yeah. it. And it looks bad, like, you know. So there's, I go like, if you're expecting everything I shot that day, you're not even gonna get that to begin with. Well, then they don't really want it too. Yeah, I, my photographer, my wedding photographer, he mm-hmm. gave me all 2,000 photos. That's oh crazy. My God. He had like the edited ones like sprinkled in between but he just gave me the whole thing and i was so overwhelmed and then i had yeah. to do all this work clicking through yeah. them and no, trying to find you don't do that Ugh. so so my horrible. so my process is like this so then that sounds terrible, so i yeah. shoot about a thousand pictures right that's my average yeah you know 800 to a thousand i go all the way down what i turn in the most i ever turn in is 200 and that's on the yeah. Upper end. Yeah. And then, and then the 200 that I turn in, then we have like a sit down and I show it on the TV and I, hey, this is what I got. Boom. There's a film. And then they, they just kind of pick what the ones they really like. And mm-hmm. then I print those. Yeah. You yeah. know, depending on what they paid, what the package they paid for. If they want it on an album, then I'm, we make a bigger thing. But, Lou, you don't, you don't ever give someone a thousand pictures to live now. No. no. But see, that's like the education, right? Yeah. Like, like you, you're like you guys don't you don't want it. Like they think they want all those raw photos, but like don't. from experience, you do not. You do not. You do want not them. want them. You and don't. like you pricing it, like more, right? You're just helping them. Like, you're like you guys don't need. I'm that. saving you, you so much really time. Really don't need that. Yeah. yeah. I am saving yeah. you so much time, and <laughs> it's just, you know, and, and and I think I think in any kind of creative field, like I think we learn to maneuver those things, and I think that's what we want to teach. Like, hey. You don't have to go through that yeah. because I already went through that. Mm-hmm. And this is how you can have that conversation without it being confrontational. Because yeah. it can become yeah. confrontational, especially if yeah. somebody's wedding, somebody's commission. Yeah. You know, it was for my grandmother and you wronged me. <laughs> <laughs> how dare you? You have shunned me. You deleted Nana. <laughs> Nana was a saint. Oh, Lord Jesus. But yeah, you know, it's just, I, I just love seeing the different... Just how everybody maneuvers, you know, and, and you can learn from that. You can yeah. learn a lot. Yeah. 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 That's why we do this. Yeah. <laughs> hey, it, was, it, was, it was this or join a gang. I was, so I chose this. <laughs> the streets is in me. Just playing, man. <laughs> we're glad. We're glad you chose this path. Yeah, but we're, we're happy. We're out of jail, yeah. people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People might believe that. Let me shut up. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, uh, I like, I, words. <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> Last time we did a pet peeves and positive vibes and I really like that. Ooh. So we're going to end mm-hmm. with name okay. a pet peeve and then a positive, positive vibe, something good, whatever. Okay. Oof. Okay. Um, I'm a super like sensory person. Um, so I have a lot of pet peeves. Like if someone's like ticking their like hands oh, or yeah. like a ticking clock or just like repetitive little noises drive me kind of wacko. Um, <laughs> truly, like it's like something like yeah. burning inside and I just yeah. like, yeah. So that like weird noises coming from people chewing. Oh man. <laughs> loud chewing. Loud chewing. Even loud breathing. Like, oh mm. my gosh. I, I oh, just, man. I'm not sure that's a thing. <laughs> Sensory issues. It can be. So I found, I have a friend who's very much like that, like clicking pens. And I'm a fidgeter, so I will be tapping, clicking pens, and she like yells and throws things. Well, I have to just It's a genetic. It's like a genetic thing where, I forget the name of it, uh, but it is actually a genetic something in your brain where you, it- you hear that noise and it's annoying yeah. and it feels like yeah. you want to like rip your skin off or yes. burn that yes. person alive. Rip my skin off. Yes. While burning the person alive. Yeah. A hundred percent. That's how I feel you guys. So please don't. Uh, so, I, so I don't have the name for it, but I, I I'm, that that is really me. interesting. Have I been breathing hard? Everybody hold their breath. When Yuli's around, everybody shut the fuck up. <laughs> Oh man! Get one of those silence fidgeters. You know, I I do really like try though to like rein it in and like self soothe myself because like I'm aware, like I know that it's a, like, <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> distract my brain, like think of something else. Um, but I'm yeah, get no, you a I'm, fidget spinner. If I'm ever like you know like we're sitting next to each other and I just like put my hand on on your oh I know what that means. Just, just, you know, just stop. Just please. I'm going a little crazy here. Um, <laughs> Her okay. eyes get big. <laughs> Starts getting um, twitch. All right. Well, that's me. Um, positive? What was Pos- that? Yeah. Positive. Positive vibe. Positive thing. Just anything. I mean, I'm just like still just like beaming from being able to paint a mural in San Francisco. Like it really, I wrote up a little caption for for a reel today and it got me all types of sentimental and it just it's like coming up on my one year of of quitting my job like it was really like within the like this end of May is when I like decided and then like June 1st was like my first day of like a full-time artist so it's like at this time right now I'm just feeling really like sentimental and like grateful that this is like been a really great year like I've gotten to do this I think it's just so badass that like people pay me to paint walls like I can't think of anything like that I'd rather be doing um and like what Mario was saying in terms of like some of us just maybe aren't cut out to like work for other people and I just like this just feels so right being you know whatever you want to call a business owner entrepreneur like this I'm like oh yeah this makes sense like this is why yeah Two years is what I've, my max at a job has been. <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, and it, like, you know, the last year is me planning my exit, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, 
So like, but this, like, I, I'm enjoying it. We'll see. We're only in year one, but I have no plans on like pivoting now, but it just, I'm just beaming right now that this is what I get to do. And um, it's my positive vibe. Well, happy early one year. Thank you. So exciting. <laughs> yeah, that's tight. Yeah, and like I'm just getting started. So that's like the exciting part for me. I'm like, there's so many other things within the art world that I like I want to do and like know I can do. And it, it's pretty exciting just to, to really like be honing in on like my whole skill set and like what I can do within the arts. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. Super tight. Hell yeah. Uh, let's see. Can I go? Pet peeve. Um, I hate it when um, when people ask me for advice. Oh. And no, no, no. I, I like I like giving advice. Um, I hate it when people ask me for advice and then I spend an hour or two or a week or a month mm. and they don't put any of the advice into yeah into um into play and then they go, I don't know why my why my situation is not changing and then they call me like hey man real man what do i gotta i'm like fam have you done this is and i'm watching you know instagram is such a i already told you the answer i already told you what you need to do and you know and so i i then i always end it with kind of like well you've been you know i kind of took this from a movie but i don't care uh it's like you've been doing things your way and that's why you're here Mm. And you have to let go and do things my way because this is why I'm here. Um, so then I just I don't, and so I tell them I like the fact that I'm debating with someone that I'm teaching, I'm diminishing my value. Yeah. So you know, so I I hate that aspect of it when people just are so caught in their ways, and they just most of them happen to be creatives, and I'm like, fam, you can make six figures. Yep. On if you do this, if you don't do this. It's never going to happen for you. Yeah. You know, they're like, well, well, you know, but anyways, a positive. Positive. <laughs> a positive is I think that um, on the, I've, I've learned to appreciate who I am, who I've become and becoming. And then I like that I don't have to be in front of, everything for things to work the way I want them to work. Mm. And so the positive is also part of it where, you know, coming into a new space and like me, I've already checked out of this space. Like we're here <laughs> physically, <laughs> but I'm more, I'm, my mind's over there because I know what the, and I say over there to y'all cause y'all already know what that is. My mind's already there because I already see the effect that it has on people. Just telling them what the idea for the place is. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then, and that's the part where I go, like, I've accepted that I'm a person that creates things that are a benefit to other people so that they can help other people create. And so it's a pretty dope sentiment and feeling to be a part of, you know what I mean? Because, you know, my time will come and, you know, they won't remember me, but they'll remember those things. And that is pretty fucking dope. You know yeah. what I mean? So, yeah, that's a good super, legacy. Super, yeah. yeah. Hell Yeah. Yeah. I was really scared you were going to take mine. <laughs> Why? Because I'm brown and I take things? <laughs> yes. No. <laughs> oh, wait, what? Oh, that's how that works? What? <laughs> I thought it went the other way around. <laughs> that's so true. 
<laughs> it's on the history books. Apparently, pretty we're thieves. Sure. <laughs> we're thieves. We're pretty <laughs> sure it's the pale motherfucker. Sutter <laughs> four has all our gold. Oh man, good times. Just kidding, so, people. We love people. Pet peeve, because I've seen this six to eight times since uh, since our last podcast. Is somebody asks a question. You know, it takes a lot to get vulnerable and ask the question. And then somebody mm-hmm. actually takes the time to answer. And whoever was asking the question isn't listening. <laughs> I straight up was overheard. Hey, how do you X, Y, Z? Oh, that's a great question. Um, could you answer this? Duh, duh, duh. They start answering and there's crickets and they go, hey, man, what do you think about that? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I wasn't listening. In the... Half a second That's it took funny. them to answer. You've already checked out. Uh-huh. What are you doing? Yeah. So that's my pet peeve. If you're going <laughs> to ask a question, at least listen to the damn answer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah. pretend or just, hmm, yeah, that's, no, cool. that's interesting. And well, just listen. Just listen. <laughs> <laughs> or don't ask to begin with. Yeah. Because there's a lot of people out there that, you know, they are taking the time. Like Mario takes the time to answer the question. You take mm-hmm. the time to answer the question. There's no... There's transparency. There's no wall here or gatekeeping. So the information is valuable just because it's being given to you freely doesn't make it not valuable. Mm-hmm. And how many times is somebody going to ask a question and not listen before that person goes, well, I'm just going to stop answering questions because right. anytime I get that question, nobody listens. So why even bother? Yeah. So thankful for people that continue to a- answer mm-hmm. questions. Yeah. Um, And then my positive is... I'm juiced on career creatives yeah. and where it's going and the potential of being a platform and just how things have aligned over the last, like this year, the, just this year, my, my private business, how creative career creatives has come together. I'm so excited. Dope. The, the, the future is super too. bright and I'm just, I'm, I'm loving it. I'm still kind of in the afterglow of the event and <laughs> Yeah. Hell yeah, that's my yeah. positive. That's it's good time. times. Hell yeah. Yeah. All right. That was good. That's a good shout. That was a good hour at some point. Where, yeah, I think what's so. new for Yuli? Where can people find you? Find well, me in the streets. You can find me in the streets. <laughs> South San Jose. You know. Um, y'all go to the Bay and back again. Um, Paint by Yuli on Instagram. I have a tiktok i barely go on tiktok i have all the other ones i barely go on all the other ones so it's instagram that's where you'll find me um what do i have coming up so the underpass with jaya is tentatively going to start sometime soon super put that out there vague but i'm putting out in the universe we're gonna get on that wall and we're gonna rock that out and it's gonna be dope um sack open studios is a thing that happens every year i'm participating and I just can't get away from Jaya. Jaya and I are teaming up. <laughs> we're going to be um, at where her studio is over on Method Framing. Um, so we're going to team up for Sacramento Studios. It's the second weekend in September. Nice. Um, and hopefully I'll have a nice, fun collection of new paintings for that. Um, but I'll also be selling like prints and some other fun things. Um, that's what I'm up to. Yeah. Yeah, and just thank you so much for having me. I love what what you're doing with thank this you. platform. So yeah, I'm juiced for you and really looking forward to what 
what comes of it. And then Mario, it's a pleasure as always. Yeah, man. <laughs> Likewise. Thank you. I guess I'll play the music. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. It. We are brought to you by We Are Sacramento and The Lofts. Yeah. Peace. <laughs>